I mean, it's exciting. I, I'm not going to uh, tell you that I'm not excited about being in the third round against a, a wonderful program, a, a, a great team, a great coach. But when that ball toss, I, I'm just going to coach my team. And, and it's going to be just like any other game uh, with tremendous energy and intensity. And I mean, it, last year, Kentucky, that was a wonderful basketball game. It was uh, electricity all through the building. It was one play after another. And tomorrow's game could very well be like that. I just hope we come out on the, on the different end. Jeff Lutz, Wichita Eagle. Coach, did, did you know when, when Baker was at Scott City why teams were kind of not giving him that attention? Or were you just kind of immediately saying that, you know, this is a guy who can eventually play anywhere in the country? No, honestly, Jeff, um, we had him at elite camp uh, the summer before his senior year, and we saw him, and there was something that intrigued us about him. And I give credit to my assistant coach at the time, Chris Jans, who's now the head coach at Bowling Green State University, who also had a wonderful season this year as well and is still alive in one of those tournaments, I think the CBI. Um, Chris saw him in the semifinals of the state tournament at Hutch, and said, Coach, you've got to go see him tomorrow in the championship game. He's gotten a lot better. So I went and saw him, and five minutes into the game, told my father-in-law, who was with me at the time, that we're going we're to have to try to find a way to get him in our program. And we were going to place him in prep school or junior college because we didn't have a scholarship for a two-guard at the time. And they came up with the idea of, of paying their way and walking on and doing a five-for-four, which we yet to be determined whether we'll have him for five years. We'll run left, Greg. Greg, when you play uh, you know, Indiana, Kentucky, Kansas, do you have to spend any time talking about this isn't about the name on the front of the uniform, it's about all the you know, preparation we've done over the years and months to get to this point? Is that something that will be involved in you know, your thinking, your approach? Um, you know, it, I, I think for the guys that have been in our program, really, when you think about it, uh, going back to the last two games of 13 was Ohio State and Louisville. So you know, that's two named teams in college basketball all the way back from Coach Fred Taylor and obviously what Louisville's done with Coach Crum and, and now Coach Patino. Then last year you have Cal Poly and Kentucky and Coach Cal and the wonderful job that he does with his program. And now it's Indiana and Coach Cream and Coach Self in Kansas. So, Five of the last six teams that we've played, if you're worried about what's on the front of your jersey in your Wichita State, you don't show up. You, you just have to worry about how you're going to play, and you have to worry about the, um, the basketball that's played within the lines will take care of the outcome. And we don't go in with any preconceived notion that just because they're, they've got the blue or they've got the red and they've got you know, Big Blue Nation or whatever you call it, that's going to affect the outcome. We, we go in thinking we've got a chance if we play well, and that's been the case by and large. We're running right, Greg. Uh, Coach, uh, Ron told me his phone's been blowing up with everyone at home saying it's the biggest game of their lives, not even worried about Ron. Have you gotten that whole sentiment as well? I haven't had anyone say that it's the biggest game of their lives. Um, had a lot of text messages and, and well wishes and emails and I don't know how many phone calls because I don't even check my voicemail during this time. There's too many ways to try to keep up. So um, 
it's it's just it's a big game because it's the next game and the loser goes home and someone gets to advance to Cleveland and play in the Sweet 16. BCH, coach, what have you seen from Perry Ellis in the last couple weeks with that knee, and, and can you give us any kind of insight on how you guys plan to attack him defensively? Um, well, first of all, uh, Perry is a wonderful player and a wonderful young human being. I, I, we recruited Perry. That's the one young man on uh, uh, Kansas's roster that we recruited, and I don't know. He, he somehow he told us that we were the runner-up, which is you, know, you don't want to be the runner-up uh, in recruiting, um, among other things. But he is just a, a tremendous young person, and. I think he's had a great career there after having a great career at Wichita Heights for Coach Joe Auer in our community. Um, and he looks like he's slowed somewhat by the knee, but I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I, we don't have conversations now after the recruiting was done. Um, but, I, but I admire him and, and I respect him and what he's done there. And, you know, if he's healthy, he's tremendous. And if he's not healthy, he's still really good. Uh, that's the thing with Perry because he does so many things. He's expanded his game. He can shoot it now. He can play on the perimeter. He's always been really good around the basket. He's a tremendous athlete. He's a team first guy, and that's why we recruited him so hard. We're halfway through the session. We have two questions up. Go, please. Dylan Troy, KJHK. Greg, what do you think of the matchup between former the, the former high school teammate in Perry Ellis and Evan Wessel? Well, I, I hope it goes Wessel's way since he's on my team. It's going to be um, – Wessel was the less heralded recruit on those uh, Heights teams in Wichita. But we saw something in Evan. Um, if Evan had gone – Evan actually had a chance to go to KU, but it was to play football and be a safety. So he elected not to do that um, and, and, and tried basketball, and he's done very well. He's had a wonderful career. You just look at his win-loss record and games that he participates in and – uh, he's helped us win a lot of basketball games, but he's going to give up some size and some athletic ability. Um, but we're, he'll have to find a way to, to do his thing. He's got to set some great screens. He's got to come up with some loose balls, perhaps knock down a couple of perimeter shots and um, be that stretch forward that we need him to be. Uh, Greg Harold Bichard with the Slimed Journal. Uh, back on Evan again. Uh, the intangibles that you saw from him in high school as Perry's teammate and less heralded recruit, as you say. Uh, what did you like about him? Just the things that we just mentioned. I mean, the fact that I think he's, once the ball is uh, head level or lower, I think he's one of the best ball getters in the country. When it gets on the ground, I'll give you generally the other nine guys and I'm gonna take Evan and, and we'll probably split on who gets the most loose balls. Uh, he's just a tremendous um, winner. He won state championships in football. He won state championships, multiple state championships in basketball. And now he's gone to a Final Four. He's been 35-0, and 0, and here we are with a chance to play for the, another Sweet 16 opportunity. So he's just, he does nothing but win. And that's hard to quantify, but, it, uh, you know, you love having those guys in your program. Tom Keegan in the Lawrence Journal World. Uh, Obviously, your assistants thoroughly scout every opponent and give you everything you possibly can, but does having a Connor Frankamp, who was so recently in the Kansas program, can he give you any behind-the-curtain intelligence that even your assistants can't find? 
he, he may have talked to our assistants. I don't know that. I haven't seen Connor since we've been in uh, um, Omaha, and nor have I spoken to him. So uh, I don't think it's that big a big a deal. Um, you know, I, don't, I don't know that he's talked to my assistant coaches. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. Steve Forbes is the primary uh, scout guy for this game, so maybe I'll ask him uh, to see if he's reached out to Connor. Maybe he can remember that stuff. Maybe he can't. I don't know. It's been a while since he's worn their uniform, but um, it's a good question, and I, don't, I just don't know the answer to it. Kevin Haskins, speaking Capital Journal. Greg, you mentioned the process of recruiting Baker, and I'm wondering if, if you've had to find yourselves maybe getting a little creative in recruiting, and also how much of the doors opened up for you with the recent NCAA success. Uh, well, we've always been creative, Tom, in recruiting. I, I, you know, I said from day one when I was hired as a head coach at Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina, that we're going to look at high school kids, junior college kids, transfers. We're going to look overseas. We're going to look in the United States. We're going to look uh, at military guys coming out of the military. It doesn't matter. If you've got eligibility and your grades are good and you fit what we're looking for in terms of character and, and talent, then we'll give you a shot. But So we've always tried to be creative. Um, I think that finally the um, with Zach Brown and now the guys that we've got coming in in our recruiting class for next year, including Connor Frankamp as a transfer, but we got some freshmen that we've signed for next year that we think are going to be really, really good. Uh, Landry Shamit from Kansas City. Uh, we've got Marcus McDuffie from Jersey City, New Jersey. We had to get creative to go up into the Northeast and get him. We've got Tyrone Taylor from Hargrave Military Academy. And we've got um, Eric Hamilton from Sunrise Christian Academy there in Wichita. So you look at that, and we've gone all over the, the Midwest and the Eastern Seaboard to get some really good players. We're under five minutes to go. Two questions on the left. Greg, the NCAA tournament is famous for bringing these kind of teams together, like Kentucky, Louisville, or Dayton, Ohio State. These kind of games. Do you pay? Have you paid particular attention to those? And do you find yourself rooting for the underdog in, in the past? Well, um, yeah, I've, I've rooted for the underdog in the past because generally I've been the underdog. Uh, those seven years at Winthrop, I was never the favorite going into any game seven times that we went to the tournament and now um, and we've been the favorite some uh, at Wichita State that's a big reason why I came to Wichita State the opportunity to have multiple bids from the Missouri Valley as well as the opportunity to get better seating and that's our reason for trying to play the best schedule that we can play every year is because we're just trying to get the best seating in the NCAA tournament uh, that's that's how you do it and it's um, who you play and then who you, who you beat so we, um, we're the underdog tomorrow, so I'll certainly be pulling for the underdog as big as I've ever had tomorrow. Yeah, Greg, when, uh, when you go to schedule non-conference games, are you still finding that there are a lot of teams that don't want to play you? Well, I mean, when you say don't want, there's probably 350 Division I schools, and we can only play 12 in the non-conference, so there's... There's a lot of teams that aren't going to play us, whether they don't want to or they can't fit it into their schedule or simply they're full. Um, I don't know their reasons. They don't have to give me their reasons, but we don't call everybody either. We try to hold out for the best teams that we can possibly get in a neutral floor, on a neutral floor, or in a home and home situation 
um, going forward. And, and in the past years, we've had Tennessee, we've had Alabama, we've had Seton Hall, we've had uh, Utah, and those series are, are ongoing. And we've also tried to play the, the best uh, non-BCS teams that we can in uh, continuing series like Tulsa and St. Louis that are regional rivals as well. So, uh, you know, we do the best we can with our scheduling, and we would we would love to continue to upgrade it. And we've got we're in talks with some very good programs, and uh, because of the relevancy of our program, we've got promoters and whatnot trying to put games together for us. Like this past year, a one-shot deal against Memphis in South Dakota. Both of us got paid to go up there and play in uh, the ESPN uh, uh, kickoff marathon. So. That was that was great, and, and um, so we'll try to continue to look at those opportunities as well. Greg, you watch uh, film with KU. Can you talk about uh, Frank Mason's uh, uh, role for them and what uh, some of the challenges he presents? Yeah, he's a he's a tremendous guard. Uh, he really attacks downhill, like we've talked about. Fred Van Vliet attacking downhill. He, he, can, he can get you going right, he can get you going left, he can change directions, he can shoot the three. He's a very good defender, he's got good hands. He's a little bulldog out there and uh, very, very talented player and kind of the, 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 the straw that stirs the drink for them. Should be a great matchup. Final question over here on the left-hand side. Yeah, Greg, uh, I guess how would you describe your relationship, if, if any, with uh, Bill Self? Uh, my relationship with Bill is, is good. I mean, very cordial. Uh, I knew Bill when he was the head coach at Tulsa, I think, and I was the head coach at Winthrop. I think those years coincided. Uh, his Tulsa team knocked out the College of Charleston, I believe, uh, and we talked about that because I had been a longtime assistant at the College of Charleston in the NCAA tournament back in uh, – late 90s, um, something like that. But then we, we stayed in touch. He's always been very nice to, to Lynn and I when we see him at the Final Four. And, you know, now that he's at Kansas, been there for a while doing great things, and I'm at Wichita State, I mean, we're, we're not as um, – we don't see each other that much. Uh, I, don't, I don't visit Lawrence very often. And when he's in Wichita, usually I'll see him then because it's a basketball-related function. But he's, he's a great guy, he's a tremendous coach, one of the best in the country, has a wonderful program, and so I have a lot of respect for him. Thank you, Greg. Thanks. Good luck.